Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lustig Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and I have a return guest. I love it when they want to come back. Um, Alex was on here uh, earlier this year, and we had a lovely talk. And he said, hey, Jesse, I want to do songs of your life. So I went, okay, let's do it. So Alex, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jesse. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. How's, uh, how's, uh, we, we talked a little bit before this, uh, before we started hitting recording, but how things been going for you? I'm pretty good staying busy. Kids have been back in school for almost two months. So, you know, getting them to school, doing my work, stuff like that. Nothing yeah. Too- uh, remind everyone uh, a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm, I live in Orlando. I'm married with a, an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and I'm a bankruptcy attorney, so trying to stay busy with everything that we're doing. Yeah, uh, is it been uh, is it been a tough time for a lot of people? Is your business up? Um, uh, believe it or not, it's actually been down this year, uh, uh-huh. which is surprising. I think because they have all the different relief that's out there, but there's certainly yeah. a lot of people who are being negatively affected by COVID. Yeah especially in Orlando with the tourist industry and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I know it, it's kind of like when you talk to a medical professional pre-pandemic, you know, you hate to hear business is good for them. You know, you're like, oh, that's bad, you know? Uh, so I guess uh, when business is good for you, that's not necessarily a good thing for uh, everyone else. But um, it's good you're there to help them out, though. Correct. That's all I'm trying to do. Absolutely. Um, All right. So since we've talked, uh, have you had a chance to go in and see any live music or have you gotten to do anything a little more normal? Not really, to be honest. Uh, We're trying to keep it pretty, uh, pretty safe here for the most part. But also there hasn't been much. Yeah. Much in Orlando, at least where I'm like uh, musically that interests me right now. All right. At some point. Yeah, uh, I think we talked last time. You uh, are two governors in a race to who wants to be the um, most foolish, to put it nicely. I think they're still tied. <laughs> yes, I think they are. They are still tied. Uh, well, all right. Um, let's get to it. Uh, for those of you who may have never heard a Song of Your Life episode, pardon me while I go through, um, for those of you who do know what it is, Pardon me while I go through this for those who don't. Um, the sports station I listen to all the time when I'm not listening to Bruce music is the sports radio 1310, the ticket um, here in the DFW area. And they would have a segment every week where the morning show would do a uh, biggest show coming to town. And this was an excuse for the morning host to sit around and talk about the bands that were coming into town. And then they would vote on which one was the biggest uh, band. Well, when the pandemic started, all of a sudden there's no music. There's no one touring. So they started going through 11 questions and they called it the bands of your life. And uh, band you hate, band you think is overrated, band that you think is underappreciated. And the catcher was you can only use one band one time. So a band you love and a band you great to see live can't be the same answer. And so my son and I were talking about this and he said, that's a really good idea, but you should think of a unique twist 
to do for your podcast. And so I came up with songs of your life. And so these are the same 11 questions, but in this case, the answers are all Bruce Springsteen songs, but Alex can't use a song more than once. So you have to pick and choose. Like if Thunder Road is a song you love, you've got to figure out what slot do I want to use that in? Um, So that's the premise. How much thought did you give into this, Alex? Did you did you know some of them immediately? Did you do a lot of debate? Uh, some of them were easy. I knew I right away my choice. Others, I have multiple choices. And when you ask me the question, I'm going to have to make a a, a tough choice or a tough decision. You, you will you will audible, right? Uh, yeah. they, okay, that's fine. Well, you can give me your runner up too, so that way you can share them, and that way you can. All right. Awesome. I will do that. All right. Good. All right. So let's get start out. We'll rip the bandaid off. What is a song you hate or I put in parentheses, you don't get because okay. you may not hate any Springsteen song. I, there's only a couple that I hate, but the one I chose is Real Man. I, I, I can't stand that song. Oh, okay. All right. That That is one I've not heard before. All right. Any reason why you don't like Real Man or just? I I don't know. I just, the lyrics I think are bad, which is a crazy thing to say about it. Um, The music, musical aspect of it doesn't do anything. I I will say that there was a a release from the Human Touch tour, not the one that came this year, but the one that came before that, Mm -hmm. where Bruce kind of explained what he was thinking when he wrote the song, and that made me appreciate it a tiny bit more, but I still don't like the song. Okay. Well, nothing wrong with that. All right. What is the song you think is overrated, my friend? Well, uh, this one will be controversial, uh, and it's Because of the Night. Oh, okay. And um, It's not that I don't like the song. I like it just fine. and I, you know, I love the Nils solo, but maybe it's because I think it gets played a little bit more than I would like it to get played when I do go to concerts. Um, you know, there's other songs that you can give Nils and let him rock out. I think besides that yeah. one, but as even in general, I just think it's good. But I mean, like Patty Smith's version is probably the, the, the better version. I think. Yeah. All right. Very nice. Um, I went through a spell where. Um, not as controversial as me saying that I thought Jungle, Jungle Land was overrated, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I did that so that no one can ever feel bad about any of their decisions. But I went through like, I'm not a big fan of Night, uh, Spirit in the Night, Because the Night, just, it, it, this, this, you know, they, and they'll do sometimes a trilogy of those. And I'm like, <laughs> eh, I'm okay. Um, how about, song that you think is underappreciated okay um that was easy for me because i wanted to pick something from magic since it's one of my favorite albums yeah uh, devil's arcade i think is just a oh beautiful, yeah epic song and i love his descriptive writing and i've only seen it once live uh, my first show and the uh, guitar solo that he does is amazing i think his guitar work on that album is great but especially mm-hmm. that song and I'll, I'll, ne- I'll probably never get a chance to see it live again. That makes me sad. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, it is kind of, uh, I get you on know, my buddy, Sam that I had lunch with today. He talked about 
on the wrecking ball tour, we ended up going toward the second leg and he said he was a little sad. He didn't go during an earlier show when they were doing more of the songs from wrecking ball than, Mm -hmm. you know, toward the end of the tour, they tend to start breaking it up. And so, yeah, the same thing, like it was, it was really nice to see some of those songs from magic on the tour. So yeah, great choice. What's a song that you love? Oh, I can't remember if I said this on the last podcast, but uh, Backstreet's. I actually, I think I know I talked about it the last time. Yes, podcast. you did. I, if you ask me the Bruce song that I love, that's the one that comes to mind. That that's, was an easy choice. That's a great choice. Very great. Um, good. All right. Song that you can listen to over and over again. That's a, that one always changes. Uh, sure. That, one, that was a hard one. I think. Um, Darkness on the Edge of Town would be my first choice. Okay. Um, anytime I hear that song, it stays on the radio. I, I keep, I stay on the channel. Um, mm-hmm. I hear it live. There's never a time where it doesn't sound fresh to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, it's one of my, my favorite songs that he's done. And then okay. another one would be Streets of Philadelphia. Anytime that's on, uh, it's a pretty quick song too. But yeah. I, I never have, you know, wanted okay. to do something different. I'll keep nice. it on and let it finish. Okay, good. All right. Good choices. All right. A song that made you fall in love with Bruce. Well, that's another one we discussed the last time, Born in the USA, when I was four-year-old. So I've got to, I've got to say that song initially. All right. But I will add an addendum to that because that okay. got me four. When I listened to his greatest hits, Atlantic City and Born to Run kind of compounded that where I'm like, oh, wow. And then um, I, I know this is kind of cheating, but because there's different stages of this, uh, when mm-hmm. The Rising came out, and I still wasn't a Bruce fanatic yet. Right. Um, the first song off The Rising, Lonesome Day, which I think kind of gets underappreciated. So that could have been an answer earlier. Yeah. Um, that song definitely. Uh, hooked me to Bruce and then just to complete it radio nowhere in 2007 is what that's when I officially was uh so there's different stages of falling in love I guess is my point you know I'm four years old and I hear born in the USA that makes me love Bruce Springsteen forever because it's just sticks with me that way but then to get me to the point where I actually know every song of his those are the songs that kind of helped get me to you know interesting yeah the point of maniac Bruce Springsteen fan, I guess. So. You know, I, I when I did this, I didn't pick, but I could have, if I used your logic, the um, the my city of ruins, because wow. it was after nine eleven. Um, you know, I had been a casual fan, but then when I turned on that telethon. You know, and they, it opened up to the band just, you know, singing My City of Ruins with all the candles, you know, and Bruce of Prayer for our Fallen Brothers and Sisters. Um, you know, I'd never heard anything like that before. And so that was, I think, one of the moments that woke up my current, you know, passion for him. And I think I, I like how you explain that, Alex, that you know, there are different songs that different stages 
of falling in love. And it's almost like the first time you held somebody's hand or when you got a good night kiss or, or when you shared something intimate or went through a, a problem together, you know, and you guys solved it together, you know, each of those deepens your relationship. Absolutely. Just to turn the tables on you for a second, because I don't think I've ever heard this in the episodes I've listened to. Yeah. I know that you became a, probably a really big fan once you saw him in concert after right. Right, during the rising tour. Yeah. Before that, like, were, were there songs that, you know, whether there, were there times when you were a bigger fan or is it just you like what you heard on the radio and that was it? Yeah. So um, what I've shared with um, over the years and is, um, you know, I really liked um I, I, I really liked, um, I remember buying, you know, Born in the USA, like everyone else and liked all the hits. And then I, I can remember buying Tunnel of Love and thought it was okay. Um, and bought the box set, but didn't listen to it a lot because I'd bought it on album and, um, and, you know, and I can certainly remember loving Born to Run, you know, like I love that song. I, I would always, whenever I was making a mixtape for a car trip, I would make sure Born to Run is, was on that thing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think I was a, a, a casual fan, like, cause I didn't buy Human Touch or, uh, you know, Ghost of Tom Joad and I had never bought Nebraska, um, you know, any of the earlier albums, um, you know, like greetings. And then um, I've, I bought the rising, but had not listened to it a lot. And then when I went and saw him in 2002, the first show, the, what I've told other people, Alex is it, it was like, I walked into this great movie in the middle of it. In other words, I, I could tell that this was a great movie, but I didn't understand who the, all the characters were and, and what was going on. And, and, and while I enjoyed what I was seeing, I didn't understand the full plot. And because there were so many songs on The Rising, I had not really listened to. And then I started listening to The, uh, the Rising CD a lot and then was really mad at myself because I would have loved it. Like, oh, I wish I'd known these songs before. I had gone and seen him perform live. So Devils and Dust has a special place in my heart because when Devils and Dust came out, um, I did listen to that C, you know, constantly. It was on rotation constantly. And then when I went and saw him, I was like, okay, if he plays anything off Devils and Dust, I will know this song. And, you know, and so I remember, you know, him telling the stories about the neighbor, um, children who lost their mother and he wrote silver palomino for them and you know in in this the very strong story of you know about you don't write a lot of songs about mother and him talking about jesus was an only son you know so um in a lot of ways devils and dust to use your analogy was the first oh yeah i get this i've done my homework and i've passed the grade i know that so yeah, that's, that's really awesome. That that tour, um, I, I, uh, the release that's out right now in the archives. I'm going yeah. to 
I've listened to a ton of shows from that tour. And it's, uh, yeah. I, I wish I would have been, I guess it's, that's three years before I started going to see him in concert. Yeah. But I had a chance actually. And um, I was in law school. My buddy and I were, I was helping him drive back to, from Orlando to Minnesota where he lived. Yeah. And Bruce was playing and he mentioned it and we thought about it, but we, for some stupid reason, we did something different. And yeah. You know, I always wonder, man, if I had seen him then, <laughs> you know, what would have happened. But yeah, um, that yeah. that tour is that tour is like such a, I think, an impressive tour. The way he he plays so many songs and very vulnerable tour. For yeah, him. and and um, yes, and was it also? I I did not realize this till recently. A guest and I were talking about um, the very first time I saw him was 2002 the rising and don henley who was living in dallas at the time still might for that matter but i know at the time he was a dallas resident he joined bruce on stage for i fought the law all right that's cool yeah and well then uh then the next time i saw him a the jimmy lafay a singer from texas and oklahoma joined him for my Oklahoma home, you know? Yeah. So two for two, I'm like, Oh, well, Bruce always has this local musician, <laughs> you know? So, so then uh, the next few shows, there isn't anyone. Uh, and then when he was in Nashville, I just knew someone would, someone in Nashville would show up and sing with him. And he didn't. I was, I was just slightly disappointed, you know, that would happen. Um, another time in Dallas, uh, Bon Jovi was playing the very next night. And so uh, John joined him for Glory Days. Right. So they did. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Good. Our first um, concert in Orlando, uh, Roger McGuinn of the Birds, uh, he did two songs with them. He did um, Turn, Turn, Turn and uh, Mr. Tambourine, man. Oh, so, yeah. that's cool. That's that. That's very cool. That, and then I've seen him do other, every once in a while. But right, my first show. I guess I thought it was just something that happens all the time. Is yeah, it? exactly. I I thought it was too. So yeah, absolutely. All right, song that changed your life. Okay, I think for this one, um, my first choice would be "Walk Like a Man." Okay. Uh, and but I guess because I, the um, my father passed away in uh, two thousand three. I was 23 at the time. And, you know, as I became a father, especially um, every Father's Day, I, um, I try to get some alone time, you know, mm-hmm. take a drive, take a walk. And I put that song on a few times. And, uh, you know, I might cry. Even if I don't cry, I just might think about my father for a bit. And that song really, so many of his songs about, you know, he has a quite a few father-son songs, but that one I think is my, you know, my, for me, it's my favorite one because it's, you can kind of tell he's yeah understanding things, you know, he's a little more older, a little less angry about it, about what may have, you know, happened, but just the love that he shows for his father in that song. I didn't have a perfect relationship with my father, but um, I don't know, once I became a father, especially kind of understand uh some of the weight that fathers carry or parents in general yeah um and then you realize oh wow i, I wanted to be like you know like we all have our moment of you know watching his footprints in the sand you know one of the, one of the lines from that 
And yeah. but really what, what got me was, um, and I know that you've talked to a couple of people about this song recently on, I think the, the top numbers, you know, I think yeah. number six song on the album. And I was really happy to know that other people have this experience with that song. But, you know, I, I was young and I didn't know what to do when your best steps were stolen or taken away yeah. from you. And uh, that obviously I can, I mean, that one resonated the most because I, you know, I saw my father's health. He had congestive heart failure. Mm. And um, all of a sudden, you know, he's just in this hospital bed. And, uh, you know, he's, he was just, you know, a, a shell of himself physically. And, you know, yeah. he ended up dying. And so that song, uh, I, I would say that changed my life because it gave me a, something to remember my dad by every year that makes it a little easier for me to, to celebrate him in some some capacity yeah right no I, I love that that's a great one that's a good what's a song that surprised you um highway 29 ah. um, i the first time i listened to the ghost of tom joe album i liked it but i was like okay this is a boring album <laughs> yeah um, and i was wrong um it's actually a beautiful album and the difference with that album and maybe nebraska or devil of the dust is it's really storytelling. Um, not that the other songs on the al- other albums don't have that either, but this is, he's just telling you all these different stories and the music is not quite as elemental as certain other albums that he put out. But yeah. the lyrics are so important. And um, between listening to the different tours that, you know, the archives series or, or just listening to that album, I, I love a lot of it. But Highway 29, um, the simplicity of it, combined with the like the the lyrics that uh, it's a movie. Like every song on that on yeah. the album is a movie in a way that like you 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 could try to make movies out of the songs. I know that like people have, but one of the reasons yeah. why it probably will never work all the way is you can't tell it better than he does in three to four minutes. Yeah, and Highway 29, I'm just impressed by how many movies I can think of that try to be as devastating as that song is. Yeah. And I love the way it sounds on top of it. So even though I've always, Oh, there's no, there's not much music to it. Oh, actually there's, there's all it needs. Um, Yeah. Song that grew on me to the point where, you know, it's not, it's not like a top 10 song for me, but it's a song I love. And that's, it'd be another one. If I heard on the radio, I I won't change the station. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I like that. I, yeah, that's, that's a really good choice. Um, so I don't know if you believe in this. A lot of people don't, but song that is a guilty pleasure. I believe in it. Yeah. Okay. And I do because I know that there are certain songs or verses. I, I don't always agree with what people think is a guilty pleasure. Uh, right. You know, like for instance, if it's a song on the, off the river, like, you know, people will say crush on you. I don't think that's a guilty pleasure. That's, that's off the river. <laughs> mostly playing the album yeah <laughs> um but i can understand why it's a weaker song on that album but for me uh guilty pleasure uh this is funny because my first song is from human touch this one is as well and it's glorious eyes um, oh okay and i know that most people hate this song i've heard you know multiple bruce podcasts where it gets you know ripped up pretty well uh even on you see on message boards it's you know it's considered pretty boring and you know, not memorable, yeah. but 
I think it actually sounds really good. I love his voice. I love his guitar work on it. I don't mind the lyrics. I don't think they're as empty as other people might. Um, and I, even when he plays it on the uh, on the tour uh, archive series, whenever I hear it pop up, I'm like, oh, wow, that actually sounds pretty good. Like, I could see why he wanted to kick off the set with it. It's got a kind of fast pace to it. Uh, so it's, I find it funny because um, as much as I doll real man, I, I, you know, other people probably put Gloria's eyes even lower than real man. And I actually kind of like that song. So. Oh, good. I like it. I like it. That's good. That's a, kind of a nice um, symmetry, right? That, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we talked a little bit about these um, when you were on before, but what's the one song if you had to push that you wish you had seen live? And I think I mentioned this, and I know you've seen it in Houston. Uh, one step up is yes. the, is the choice. Um, I yeah. think that is a top ten blues song for me. Even when I was a kid, when I yeah. came out, I liked it. And I only, I always, I've only liked it even more the older I get. But uh, and then I saw that you know video from the concert you attended, and yeah. oh my god, he nailed it. <laughs> yeah, he did. It really was. It is. Um, it. it it's such a great, um, it's such a great show. There's all kinds of really good moments. And, and, you know, I, I try to buy, I try, I always buy the archives if I was at the show to kind of have as a souvenir and then other shows I'll look and see. And I was really glad that, you know, the Houston one was there because I think it had a lot of great moments on there. Good. I have to um, cheat on this one and give you a couple other ones. Please, Just, please, yes. Nothing, man, which I, I know uh, from your rising ranking wasn't high on either yeah. of your list, but I love that song. And, sure. Um, he sound checked it, I think, once or twice during the past nine, ten years. But right. Uh, and then um, Gypsy Biker, because I never got to see that live. Oh, okay, yeah, I could, I, I would want that too. And then yeah. lastly. Um, just to be brief for one more. Uh, I always wanted to see him do State Trooper with the E Street Band. Oh, yeah. That 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 would be good. Uh, yeah, I would love it. I'd love to see Highway Patrolman. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would take that too. <laughs> All right. And to finish this off, what is the great song to see live? Um, and the correct answer is all of them right but you got to pick just one and a couple of honorable mentions okay well the first one i'm gonna pick is is gonna be uh something that you won't agree with but it's, it's jungle land for that's that. nothing wrong with that i i i agree i've seen it live and it is epic it's you know it's it's this it's uh i don't know the the combined power of the music the lyrics the sax solo especially yeah. in the our first concert we got to see obviously Clarence was still on you know still around then so we got to yeah. see him do that and that that's what you know converted my life 100 percent and you know so it's important that way for us too but sure to give you some other choices um incident on 57th street oh yeah this is a song that anytime i hear the uh, the piano intro you get excited for um two more uh, lost in the flood which i think is just it's such a great rocker and beautiful lyric. It's another one that has that piano intro as well. Sure. But I guess I have a running theme because my fourth song also has a piano intro. And that's uh, Racing in the Street. Yeah. Oh, that's and beautiful. 
the, the best part about that song, I've seen it live, is once they get into the Dakota, you know, part, portion of the song at the end there, and they're just playing and they're playing, and you just feel like you could stay in that forever. And uh, I've heard it in crowded arenas, I've heard it in, you know, stadiums while looking up at the night sky, and both it works everywhere it goes. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Great choices, my friend. Thank very, you. very nice. I appreciate this. You know, I, I, this is such a fun episode. Um, you know, it's, it's never a long episode because, you know, you, you, and most people, this is the second time. So, you know, mm-hmm. they, they've, they've shared their stories. They've, they've talked, you know, but it, it gives you, I think it's an interesting exercise for, for you and anyone else who does it to kind of, okay, well, what 11 songs would I pick and, and which ones would I be and which one would I do? Um, because there are songs that, and I always think it's like interesting, like, you know, um, you know, you don't have Thunder Road on here, no. you know, and, and, you know, and, you know, um, and there is, now you do have Darkness, which is certainly well known. Uh, you don't have Born to Run, right? And, no. and then that would be the two, but that often happens, you know, they will pick this and do. So that's great. That's also partially as the more conscious you go to, the more you, uh, you try not to take it. Born to Run's an amazing song, but you yeah. see it every, I've seen it every show. Right. It's still amazing. And I think it's, it's actually the recorded version is I think one of the best songs anybody's ever done. Period. Right. Uh, Thunder Road, it's some as a song I appreciate more than I more than I love. If that makes sense. yeah, no, it does. And you know, I think I've told I know I've told this story before, but I don't think I've done it recently. Is um, once again, my buddy Sam and I would always talk about on the "Be the Boss" that mm-hmm. you only have five slots. You know, why would you pick a slot for Thunder Road? Everyone loves Thunder Road. You know, this is your chance to be on E Street Radio and to pick five songs. <laughs> and so, um, you know, of course you love Thunder Road. We all love Thunder Road. But isn't there another song that you would want to? And I think that's what you've done a really good job of, of picking songs that are a little bit different and a little bit out of the, you know, out of the, you know, I won't say mainstream, but just out of the, you know, just the normal choices you could have picked. So great job, my friend. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, good. Anytime I can talk Bruce, I'm happy. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, I, I've, uh, we, uh, somehow or another, someone retweeted, someone who had a lot of followers retweeted me asking for guests. So I have like people lined up between here and November wanting to join me so which is great uh you know so i'm like oh good so well very nice my friend uh any final thoughts you want to share no just thank you again for doing this podcast and giving me a a place to talk about bruce well alex thank you for joining me again um we'll put our heads together and the next three or four months, we'll figure out another way for you to come out and visit, and we'll 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 figure out some topic to talk about. And uh, in the meantime, please 
tell your lovely bride she needs to join me sometimes that's what that's what we're gonna do in three or four months we're gonna have you both on because i want to hear about swapping babysitters and her stories and these different things and uh and her thought about now that she's got two babies maybe we should have put more money in the 401k versus the, the you know tickets i'll let you ask for that i know <laughs> uh, you shouldn't regret it at all that's 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 a life well lived my friend that's a life well lived all right you take care listeners you let me know if you want to join me for songs of your life uh just reach out to me set bruce at gmail.com uh in the meantime go get vaccinated please um go out there and wear your mask remember to social distance let's all be good to each other because that's how we're going to get through this thank you alex thank you listeners we'll talk to you soon goodbye doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation and i hate that so please let me know what you like and don't like about the work i'm doing you can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com the show is on Twitter at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. We have a website www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.